Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin. And eight years ago, my family and I became debt-free, and I like to talk about the ins and outs and the ups and downs of managing your personal finances because money, much like life, is messy, and life rarely fits inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready to have an honest, non-judgmental discussion about personal finances, then you have come to the right place. Today, we're going to talk about how my husband and I paid off $36,000 in debt in two years on one income, one very small income. And I'm just going to lay it all out for you and tell you the steps that we took. And I have made a video similar to this. It was actually six years ago. If you want to go back and watch that original video, but I thought it may be time to update it. There are new people coming by. Little background on us. We got into debt for a number of reasons. One, my husband took out student loans, and then we bought a house before we had those loans paid off, and we had no savings. And then the recession hit, and I lost my job. My husband took a pay cut. So in one day, we went to from double income, no kids, to living on basically like half of my husband's income. So we lost, I guess, like three quarters of our income. I don't know. Math. And we ended up over time losing our house. We did a short sale, which is basically where the bank forgives the the rest of your loan. So I think we owed $147 on the house. Somebody bought it for $67,000 and they forgave the rest of the loan. I carried shame about that for a long time, but now my life is completely different. I cleaned up my mess and I don't feel shame anymore about that. While we were in the limbo of losing our jobs and trying to keep our house, we basically put everything we needed to on credit cards. We didn't have an emergency fund. We didn't have the income to cover our expenses. And so we racked up a bunch of credit card debt. We had bought some cars prior to losing our jobs. So we had two car payments at that time too. Yeah, lots of great choices. I got pregnant and I was in a car accident. Somebody hit me while texting and driving. They ran a stop sign and I racked up a bunch of medical debt as a result of that. So some of it was stuff that was our fault. Some of it was stuff that wasn't. It was just this like perfect lightning tornado. After my wreck, I was very injured and had a cane and I spent the rest of my pregnancy walking with a cane. I was in an excruciating amount of pain constantly. I couldn't take time off though because I knew that my maternity leave was going to be very brief and I didn't want to go back to work. I worked 60 hours a week as a news reporter. I loved my job but it was a difficult job and I couldn't imagine how hard it would be with a baby. And I realized I had very few options because I had so much debt and I had put myself in this position. So I stayed up all night one night crying, like begging God to please show us a way. And what was funny is that for years, my husband had been saying, you should listen to Dave Ramsey. I listened to him in the car and you should listen to him. And I rolled my eyes. I was like, no, thank you. I don't want some stranger telling me how to live my life and spend my money. We had separate checking accounts at the time, which works for a lot of people, but in retrospect, wasn't really working for us. No shame though in how you manage your money as long as you're managing it. And 
And so I listened to Dave. I thought, okay, some of what he says makes sense. Let's see what we can do. Now, I'm not, I don't really follow Dave anymore. We have major differences of opinion on a lot of things. And so while I think his advice helped millions of people get out of debt, and I'm not anti-Dave, I just don't listen to him or follow along with him anymore. I listened to what he had to say. I listened to what his baby steps are, but I kind of took it and ran with it and did my own thing. So the first thing that I did was look at who all we owed money to. Because we were in such a mess, we weren't even certain who we owed money to. Debts had been sold off to other people, or maybe there was like a rogue store credit card that we had opened that we had forgotten about. It was a mess. It was a mess, okay? So when I say I've made every money mistake possible and I don't judge you, it's true. I've made every money mistake possible and I won't judge you. So after we figured out who we owed money to, our second step was getting current on our bills. And I made a video on how to get current if you were behind, so I will link that below. So step one was to figure out who we owed money to, and step two was to get current. Step three, and this always blows people's minds when I say this, but it was to negotiate our interest rates. Yes, you can do that. So we set up auto pay on my husband's student loans and we were able to save half a percent, so, which doesn't sound like anything, but trust me, it is. When you are paying thousands of dollars in debt and you don't know how long it's going to take you, so don't knock it. We're also able to get one of our credit cards knocked down from like 14.9% to 12.9%. So we were able to save money that way. So yes, you can call and see what they will offer you. If you are a good standing customer, if you have never missed a payment, they usually will work with you. Also, if you're polite, be polite. Even if that person can't help you, be kind to them. It is not their fault. Always err on the side of kindness. Goes a long way. Be kind for your own sake, not because you think you're going to get something out of it, though. Next, we got on a super, 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 super tight budget. And I've talked about some of the things that we did and didn't do, and people treat me like I'm crazy. But we, it was just me and my husband and then a newborn baby who I was nursing. So we had a $50 a week grocery budget. We did not go out to eat. Our entertainment was free Redbox codes. We traded in our Verizon cell phone plan for straight talk. We just, we did everything we could to slash and dash our budget and live as simply and frugally as possible. And it was a lot of meatless meals and a lot of beans and rice and a lot of scrambled eggs and a lot of homemade yogurt in the crock pot when my kids started eating solids. It, we just did a lot to save money. And it paid off, and we were able to very quickly run through those debts. The way we paid them off was we kind of did a mix of several methods. So there's the snowball method, which is lining up your debts, smallest to largest, and paying the smallest one first. And you put anything extra you have towards that smallest debt. And then when that paid off, you take all that money you were paying on that debt, and you put it towards the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And if you are someone who needs a lot of motivation, you need a lot of quick success, that's a good option. We also mix that with something called the avalanche, which is where you line up your debts by interest rate, and you pay the one with the highest interest first. And mathematically, that one makes the most sense. But there aren't a lot of quick, warm, fuzzy wins with that one. Uh, but it's still 
a great option. So we did a mixture of the two. We lined up our debts, smallest to largest. We paid a couple of the smallest things off first, a couple smaller credit cards. My husband only owed a little bit on his truck, so we went ahead and paid that off. We paid off my car. Full disclosure, we paid off my car because I got in a wreck and was very badly injured. My car was totaled and they gave us a little bit of money for that. And so we paid off the remainder of our car with that. And then we got a cheap, my mom's, we bought my mom's little SUV for cheap. So I just want you to be aware of that. Um, I still walk with a limp and have a lot of pain. So I feel like the trade-off was what it was. <laughs> I would rather not have been hit by a car. Thank you. So some of our debts that were smaller got pushed to the back because they had a smaller interest loan or we knew if worse came to worse, we could defer on our student loan payments. One of our highest bills was actually uh, our hospital bill. And I called the, the hospital on two separate occasions. So one of them was from the wreck and the other one was for the birth of our son, which by the way, with my insurance cost $11,000. Welcome to America. And I negotiated both of those down and I was able to save 20% on both of those hospital bills, which those of you living outside the U.S. are like, what? Trust me. We know. So we knew we needed to have some savings in the bank because we had a little baby. And so we focused on getting a little baby starter emergency fund of $1,000, but we quickly realized that wasn't going to go very far. And we felt better having two to three months expenses in savings while we were paying off debt because we knew my husband could lose his job, something bad could happen, and $1,000 would pay our rent and leave us with a little bit of money left over. But for most people, $1,000 isn't going to even pay your rent. And I feel like if 2020 has taught us nothing, it's that sometimes you have to prioritize saving over debt. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that because no one's going to come along and pay your bills and feed your kids for you. So we decided to focus and prioritize on building up that emergency fund. So we made sure we had about $2,500 to $3,000. And then we focused on paying off that debt. And then I got pregnant again. And so we paused everything and saved up as much as we could. And then we jumped right back into it. And on and in February of 2014, we made a big lump sum payment to Sally Mae of about $8,500. Got that last student loan paid off in one lump sum. And we were done. I did start a business in the middle of all of this. I took $13, bought a domain name and started working as a copywriter slash content writer, ad copywriter for people. I started a VA business virtual assisting where I made content for other people. And I went from doing that just a few hours a month to make a couple hundred extra dollars to pay for groceries. And now I do that as a full-time job and I stay home and homeschool my kids and I have a flexible schedule. So I went from losing my house and being on the brink of bankruptcy to being debt-free minus our very small mortgage, having a 12-month emergency fund, funding my own retirement because I'm self-employed, owning a business. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm telling you because I made every dumb choice a woman can make with money. And I have been able to turn my life around and make 
better decisions for myself and my family. And if I can do it, you can do it because there's nothing inherently special about me. I don't have a secret that you don't have. It took time. I saw people my age who were going out and doing amazing things and buying gorgeous houses and creating beautiful nurseries for their their kids and buying brand new cars. And I was in my tiny little rental house making baby food and figuring out how to make extra income because I was tired of eating butternut squash and scrambled eggs every day. And you can, you can do it. It will take time. It will take work, but you can do it. There's no right way. There's no one size fits all. The best way to get out of debt is the way that gets you out of debt. Whatever method that is, is the right method for you. And you can do this. So that's all. That's all I have to say. Let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya. But I would absolutely love to hear from you. What do you think? Where are you in the process? What has been the piece of advice that you've gotten from someone else that has stuck out to you the most? I would love to connect with you. And you can find me many places. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Lydia Sin. You can find me at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast where you will find all the episodes that you might have missed and thank you to everyone who has subscribed and thank you to our five star reviewers our our well it's our show it's your show and it's my show so yes our if you've not left a review i would love for you to do so that is how people find the show you can swipe over the artwork on apple podcast and on spotify and leave a review. I appreciate every single one of them. Thank you for being here and I'll talk to you soon.